0: Music, one of life's greatest pleasures, has tremendous power. The power to bring a tear to the eye or quiet a racing mind. Music also has the power to heal and has been used through the ages to treat depression, create energy, induce sleep, relieve chronic pain, reduce stress, and even cure diseases. And now, musician and author Michael Tyrrell has created Whole Tones, the healing frequency music projects. These frequencies were studied in the music of King David and believed to have astounding healing effects. Now, you can benefit from this revitalized ancient healing music therapy simply by listening daily to this music in the comfort of your own home, car, or office. Reward yourself with the gift of healing and transformation. Don't miss this opportunity to get an absolutely free sample of this music so that you can begin benefiting right away. Just visit WholetonesLive.com and get a free sample of these soothing, relaxing, revitalizing musical tones. Visit WholetonesLive.com today for your free sample. That's W-H-O-L-E-T-O-N-E-S live.com. WholetonesLive.com.
1: Love Talk Radio. Hello, hello,
2: hello, Talkbot. Hi. Oh wow. <laughs> the Most unfiltered, uncut thing that can happen, you know, right now. Funny, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, just chatting with um, my guest on the show. Kind so, of just tuning in. This is Captain Live from Lagos, Nigeria. It is raining cats and dogs, <laughs> and the network is just fully totally shitty right now. but, um, we keep it real. This is the one place to get real, authentic conversation about real-life issues. And um, I've been looking forward to talking to, you know, someone I pretty much stumbled on his work very recently, and I was totally blown away. Um, I've been, you know, broadcasting, talking about it, you know, having, you know, and I can't wait to really, you know, just get on, on the show and, um, you know, pretty much have a conversation. Well, if you're listening wherever you're listening from around the world, this is the Naked Talk with Alex Perugii, and today we're talking about entering the world, one music. And, ah, guys, be with me. Like, this has to be the worst, worst <laughs> kind of experience. But you know, that's why we're here, the Naked Talk, and we're gonna talk about oh Oh my God, this is like, you know, this has never happened. It's never really been this bad. Like, it's crazy. But I am totally. I'm not. I you know, I, I'm still very excited to talk to speak with Romeo and um you know what, uh, you know, when, when you when when you're you don't give up just because you know, just because of little challenges and the huddles on the way, um you kinda of still wanna you know, just focus on
3: the goal for the day. Hi Romeo. Hey, can you hear me?
2: Hey Romeo Yes, I can hear you now. Oh my uh-huh. god, I'm so sorry. Good. I need I to can... apologize. No, don't
3: be sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry Technology is a wonderful thing, but when it starts going a bit awry then it's always a bit of a challenge.
2: Oh, first of all, let me just say welcome to the Naked Talk. It's really nice to have you on the show.
3: Um Thank
2: you I know I kinda of kept you waiting. <laughs> I know I kept you waiting for a while. I'm so sorry. But you know, we're trying to get the hang of I mean, you're in somewhere in London. I'm in, London. I'm in Nigeria. I'm from exactly. London. <laughs> yes, you're about, you're about to say I'm in Nigeria and my station is in New York. So it's really crazy, right? Trying to try to connect three ways. Exactly. <laughs> so we're trying to correct and then we're broadcasting to the world. World, so it's really, really crazy. It's raining cats and dogs right now. It's like, um, but you know, it, it's it's excited. I've been waiting so I've been waiting all day. Like I practically did, almost did this because I, you know, I just wanted to. I've been so excited since I stumbled on your work, and I just really wanted this, you know, voice stuff. Um, well, but this is still, if you're listening, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji And so, guys, I need to apologize, but you have to stay with me. Don't go anywhere because I have a great day. But um, I'm very pumped, and I think that, you know, we're going to have, have um, a great show. Um, so back to, you know, what I was saying just before the fo- – you know, just before we uh, come, um, I was, you know, just trying to um, have a quick chat with Romeo. Romeo is a singer. He's a writer. He's an auth- uh He's an author. You're
1: listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. You're listening to The Naked Talk, it's so uncensored. She keeps it real, she keeps it straight. You do like it, it's
2: no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. back here and oh god you know I hope this thing doesn't just go off again but um, you know support supports is you know they basically um, acknowledge that you know they, they happens an issue at uh, the studio but you know um, looks like it's been sorted out now so um, thank you for staying on the line uh, okay let's you know get right into this um, hi Romeo
3: hello can you hear me all right
2: yes I can hear you you oh my god <laughs> this has been like such 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 oh, a wait. challenge it's, it's never been this crazy never like you know but um the amazing thing about this show is that the show is unscripted so anything can happen on the show <laughs> and the mm-hmm. listeners are you know open to i mean we're just pretty much um, very open about things and yes it's, it's it's you know it's been very um challenging trying to connect to the network, um, apparently, for some strange reason. I, ha- I think it has to do with the weather. But they're having, I think it's um, Independence Day. It's Independence Day holiday. Well, you know, it's um, uh-huh. July 4th, 4th of July. So, yes, of July. you know, it's, it's the American Independence. Exactly. It so, is. you know, because of the 4th of July. Yeah, so they are having, they're having their own holiday. So they're having some major issues with the network at the studio in New York. So I was just trying to sort it out. But, you know, thank God we're back here. And, we um, sound you know, good. We? We're gonna have it a seems like
3: we're show. back you persevered, and as you yeah, say, if, uh, <laughs> it's always good to have a first time at something, even if it's something a bit more challenging, because then you know what to do next time.
2: Exactly, exactly. That's fine. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, let's talk now. Yeah. For those who are listening, people that are still tuned in, um, I mean, I know that you're a singer and you're a writer and a producer, but for those who have not had the privilege to basically come across your work, or maybe the opportunity to get to know who you are, who would you say Romeo Corral is? Who would you say you are? How would you describe yourself?
3: Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I would uh, describe myself. I am I am just a normal guy. I like telling stories. I like creating stuff. And I really, really like inspiring people to um, to pursue their dreams, to follow what they're after. And so what I realized in more recently actually it wasn't a a, a scheme of mine or a plan but when i was looking back at a lot of the work that i do a lot of the lyrics to the songs and what have you i realized that there often is this common theme and um that theme is you know going after your goals is not settling for um just what you what you're given or what you know what you've fallen into but actually having the belief and the courage to kind of push yourself and not listen to the naysayers and go after what you love doing. And so for myself, I love music, I love film, I love writing. And so I had these kind of disparate things that I love doing. And then I realized that I didn't have to just focus on one or just do what somebody else told me to do. I could actually just Mm -hmm. focus on everything that I like doing and Mm -hmm. hope that maybe some people like that and hope that some people dig something from Mm -hmm. that. And what I've been really fortunate to find is that there are a few people out there that really do take um, enjoyment or value or benefit from what I'm doing and therefore mm. that's just fantastic, so yeah.
2: Mm. Okay. Um, and I understand what you're saying because even being an, um, an artist myself, um, been an actor and I get to write, you know, I write as well um, and so I understand what it feels like to basically have the opportunity to pursue, to have certain skills and talents mm-hmm. or gifts, if I should call it that, and also try to use some of those gifts to bless or inspire the people around you. Now, let me ask you, how did your love for music begin? I mean, how, what, what was the first time you came in contact with music?
3: Can you remember
2: um, the first time you came in contact with music?
3: I, I don't remember the specific first time I came in contact with music, but I certainly remember mostly because I, I'd seen a, a video of it. Um, and I kind of remember that my first, I guess, love was actually Michael Jackson. So I must have, been, I mean, I was born in 1980. So I guess by the time I have any kind of memories, what are we talking about? 1986, 87 or something, <laughs> Michael Jackson was huge. And there's a, a mm. video of me at family day where I'm trying to bust the entire routine to smooth criminal. Um, and then I pull mm. a complete diva strop where my dad takes the, the mickey out of me and um, I go off <laughs> in the huff. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I did my prima donna stuff first. And thankfully, I hopefully have grown out of that. But, um, Certainly I remember really liking Michael Jackson and that was obviously what was being played on the radio. My parents just tended to play um, commercial, you know, the the main radio station in the UK and commercial stuff. And occasionally when they were putting on CDs, it would be probably more um, Motown or soul based stuff. And then Uh. later when I got into my teens, um, my grandfather unfortunately died and he, I, I inherited his key, his organ. He used to be an organ player. Um, and uh, I was, I guess, I don't know, 13, 14 and I had this old, old organ and it It was a very uncool instrument and I took it to the shop and I was like, hey, what can we do with this? And of course, I took it to a keyboard shop and all they sold was keyboards so they sold me a keyboard um, or they traded it for the keyboard. So I tried keyboards for a couple of years um, and I wasn't really getting anywhere with it and then my brother, who's a couple of years older than me, I guess he must have been kind of 17, 18 at the time, well, maybe a bit older, but he was getting into mm-hmm. Pearl Jam and grunge music and stuff like that, stuff that I'd never heard before. And he got a guitar um, and mm-hmm. maybe tried it for a couple of months, didn't, didn't really do anything with it, so I pretty much stole it off him. And that was when I, I really had a connection, when I kind of heard bands like Pearl Jam and I had a guitar in my hand and I thought, ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. And so that was really yeah. where I, I had that real feeling of, okay, yeah, this is something that I want to do a lot more with.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, um, so let me uh, uh, let me let me ask you this. Look, I know that music is like a tool for communication, and people use um, music is very universal and it's very expressive. People use it to tell all kinds of stories, and you know, use it to influence mood and character and a lot of things. What song is there any particular song that 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 inspires you? Is there
3: a song that you heard that every time you hear it? I lost you a bit at the end there, so I don't know if you can still hear me. The last thing I heard was, um, "Is there any sort of song that inspired you particularly?" Um, I don't know if we're still we're still broadcasting or not, but I'll try and answer the question just in case. Um, there's, I must say, every time one of my favourite bands, if not my favourite band, is Led Zeppelin, um, and every time I listen to them, particularly their live, various different live concerts, I always get something new from that and something motivating and something inspiring um and it's always different each time uh principally i guess now i know the songs quite well it's the musicianship it's the improvisation it's the sort of things that unless you knew their music very very well as a sort of average listener you'd probably miss it um, so certainly whenever i hear bands playing live or i see bands playing live and i see the flair and innovation that they're still bringing to the table, particularly if they're bands that have been going for many, many years, um, that really inspires me to to keep pushing and to, you know, to do, to, to do more and try and be more. Uh, okay, okay.
2: Um, ah. Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know if I answered
3: the right question. No, i only heard half of it. But...
2: Yeah, yes, you did. You did actually. So I've been itching to do this. There's one of, you know, there's a song that, um I heard, you know, the first song I actually stumbled on was, um, uh, the first song I actually stumbled on, I think it was your lyrics, it was your lyrics video, uh, um, Only ah. Your Pride to Blame. That's the first song I actually stumbled. Yeah. And I thought it was so, I thought it was so, so creative what you did with, the, you know, good. I was like, oh my God, look at him wasting rice. Right. You know, I'm, I actually love rice a lot. And I was like, look at him wasting
3: this. I I go, was I'm going to embarrass myself here like, how, by telling um i oh, Thank you very much. I'm going to, I've got to quickly interject and embarrass myself by telling everybody that after I finished filming that video, I did actually eat the rice. <laughs> the rice that went all over the table. <laughs> that was my lunch. And somebody said to me, "What a waste of rice!" And I said, "Actually, uh, yes. no, I did eat
1: it. I, no. I don't like
3: wasting." It. You know, I was hungry. And, you know, uh, I'm I'm terrible. The missus, I, I'm very very fortunate that my wife uh, takes very very good care of me, and she's 100% the cook in the house um and so she leaves me when she goes out she'll leave me food to eat because she knows if she doesn't I probably will forget to eat or not eat and on that particular day she was out and um, for whatever reason um she hadn't been able to leave me food so I realized that if I didn't eat that rice I'd pretty much go hungry for the rest of the day (laughs)
2: so
3: (laughs) sorry I thought it was
2: no I thought it was really creative what you did and if you're listening um you need to check out that video his website, but you know what, let me do, let me play the song,
1: because um, I think that people actually really need to the song. How can you do all the things that you do, and think that life would work out okay? Only a fool would act the way you do, and expect to live a different Times When you put it on the line By reaching for the stop by yourself And find you may have been Guilty of the sin Of thinking that there's no one but yourself Well, you know that you really must change Unless you want your life to stay the same But if you find it too hard to change love to ask which way to go, cause I'm sure I know the way on my own, then when I get lost, if I find I'm getting lost, then there's only my pride to blame, now I'm down say it's about it to you well there's only your path to glide well you know that you're
2: in okay romeo hi hi yeah, I was gonna ask you this. You know, it's kind of like you know, I think that's what amazing. What is really amazing about having like you know the you know the lyrics video is that you know we have the lyrics of you know just right at the palm of our, our hands. And I'm you know watching this and I'm thinking, where did he get this idea? You know, it's such an inspirational song, I thought it was very inspiring. Really, you know, just listening, just listening to the content of it. And it's true. I mean, there's this guy there. To, you know, you know, there's a spoon and then you just trying to force yourself to eat rice with chopsticks And, you know, basically and it's just you know, it's funny how we humans are in terms of you know When you know we really if we don't change, you know, it's but I need to know where where did that inspiration come from the song? I mean, why did you write that song? How did it come about? How did you get to put together the song?
3: Um, I guess for most of my songs Pretty much, I, I don't know, 90%, 95% of my songs, I write them from my own experience, from my own point of view. And so with that song, okay. um, you know, we're all guilty very many times and myself first in the queue for being guilty for trying to do, you know, trying to do too much on their own and not asking for mm-hmm. help when maybe they could do with it or not accepting help and trying to kind of be a bit too, I don't know, you know, Bit too insular about things, and actually, oftentimes we shackle ourselves and we hamper our progress because we allow our pride and our ego to to stop us from actually taking a wider view and being able to then move forward.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree because you know I mean and that, that was such I think I think the video was so apt so in really telling um, basically what you're trying to say in the song. Um But let me ask you this: I know that you. That video. Let me let me call it that. You know, yeah, you actually filmed that yourself, right?
3: Uh, Yeah, it was literally me, myself, and I. So I was the man with the spoon. I was the man with the rice, and I was the man with chopsticks and the camera.
2: (laughs) With chopsticks. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Okay, so what's this love with filming? I know that you do have a love for filming. So what? You know, I have a thing for making videos and editing. Tell us about it. What you know, you know. Well, what is that about? Is this something that you're doing professionally? Is this something you just do for fun? What is it where you are making videos? Um,
3: well, I guess I, I'm a big, I'm a big, big lover of film. Uh, I absolutely love film as a, um, as an entertainment medium, as a technical medium, um, and all cinema, I should say, and also um, for its ability, like music as well, but for its ability to really impact on people and change people's minds on some subjects or make them think about things or what have you um you know and i I, i've always had that that same passion for films and with the lyric videos and with the the film stuff i've been doing in fact pretty much with everything i do certainly with on the film side uh it's only something recent that i've been trying to um trying to progress with and it's my way of being able to combine my passions um, as I said, of kind of the storytelling side of filmmaking, of music, and realising that actually I, I don't need to do them as separate things. I can try and yeah, combine them together it. into a, hopefully a more mm. powerful way to tell the, the same story. And so every time I make a, a video, mm. I'm trying to challenge mm. myself to work within the, the very mm. limited confines that I've got, i.e. my mm. flat or, mm. you know, the very, very limited in terms mm. of props or anything, but at the same time to be Mm. creative and try a new technique or try something new. So with that particular uh, video, with Only My Pride to Blame, I wanted to try and see how I could make a split-screen thing work so that I could interact Mm. with myself in the video. And also because Mm. I don't have any budget or anything to pay any actors, so I couldn't get anybody in the video. (laughs) Um, uh, To be fair, my wife said she would do it, but um, she was out, and I realised actually, Mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm also... Actually, it kind of goes against the grain of the song, only your pride to blame. But I'm also a very big believer in doing what you can with what you have right now, Mm -hmm. rather than procrastinating about when things are better or when, you know, at the beginning of this whole interview, you had real technical challenges. But rather than saying, oh, we'll do it another day, when things are better, you Mm -hmm. persevered and you worked with what you had and now now it's working. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is something really powerful and empowering and is certainly something which, I try to bring to bear um with my video projects, you know how can I yes, I'd love to do a twenty million dollar you know video, but i I don't even have two dollars, so what can I do with two hours and my flat and you know this idea so that's that's kind of where the the films are coming from. Sorry, I've lost you again. I don't know if you can hear me, but if it's any consolation, I think we're about to have a storm this end as well. seen a bit of lightning outside okay,
2: we're back um if you're listening, this is still. <laughs> The Naked Talk with Alex Ocurti, and yes, it's been, uh, I think today's show has been a lesson in challenge. (laughs) I think today's show is probably teaching us how to deal with challenges and all, (laughs) because I don't know, like, you know, it's, it's
1: it's,
2: what is it? It's fine, yes, but you know, it's it's crazy. But you, you did say something, and I was tempted really to go, like, you know, maybe we should just cancel this show and do this another time. But I'm thinking, you know, what would I be teaching other people? Because a lot of people who, you know, follow me, follow me because most times I push through the challenge.
1: <laughs>
2: hey. So oh, hi. Are you still there? I mean, I know I'm you're still there. Here. <laughs> I can see
1: you.
2: <laughs> Okay. Well, um, it's still the naked talk. you're listening, wherever you're listening. So thank you all for speaking with me through this. has been like one of the most uh, traumatic trauma variants. But I'm enjoying part of it. Um we've got a good sport. Um obviously Romeo is doing really such a good sport. He's been pretty patient and um just generous all through this. You <laughs> know, he has a lot his school yet. Um, but from oh, well, just before when we you know, just before we got disconnected, I was saying that which of your songs? Hello, can you hello? hear me? Yeah,
3: yeah. I can hear you. Hello, hello, I can hear I you.
2: Say, okay, I was saying which one of your songs do you? I was saying which one of your songs do you consider to be a band's favorite? Which one of your songs gets more applause or inspires more people? Which one do you think people actually really like a lot?
3: Um, well, that's a that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> Never really thought that before. Um honestly, I don't know. Um a lot of my uh, the, the stuff that I do can be quite varied. Um and as a result, I know that A, it's not for everybody and B, some people will like some stuff um and won't like other stuff and that's totally cool. Um so in terms of a spe- in terms of a specific song, I, I really couldn't answer that, I'm afraid. Uh oh. You, Hi, can you uh, Yes.
2: Have I lost you? Can you
3: hear me? I can hear you, you okay. I can in hear, and hear out. you clearly. Ah, okay. I'm I'm only getting every kind of
2: so look me. I'm gonna play what I, my own um one of my, my favorites. I've
1: been worrying about you You don't seem to
3: Kind of every Hi. every first syllable. And, <laughs> ah, I just heard can you, you hear I can hear I'm hearing you, but I'm I'm hearing like <laughs> oh, every kind of first letter and now I'm not hearing anything. Oh
2: my god. So I'm breaking right there. Yeah. Um I'm wondering hello, whether either.
3: I'm I'm here, I'm here, I'm wondering, is it is it connection my end or is it your connection to the network?
2: Because, I'm wondering whether because I should I, call I can back. Hear you. I I can hear you clearly. I don't know who's connected. I actually can hear you very clearly, but ah, I don't know. because I could you hear, can hear
3: entirely the um. Oh, you're sort of back. I could hear the 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 song without any interruption, which is ironic, because uh, that was a bit that uh you know I could okay. I've heard that enough times. Oh, now I can hear you fine. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Okay, Let's I don't know, but I could hear you been. clearly. So cool. Oh my god. Uh, well, but like I said, I was trying to help you out there because you were sure which one of your songs were like a fan favorite. So I played one of my own favorite songs. So That's very you know, just so that I could <laughs> much
3: appreciate it. Help me have a okay, little hold. Um,
2: let's, let's talk a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little more about um, you know, just how how what what, what you we talked a, we talked a bit about the um, film Something that I noticed in this last song, you know, Living Like You Do. and um, one of the greatest things that caught was you know, the sound of the guitar. I'm a big fan of the guitar. My dad used to be um a musician, and he played the guitar very much. Even though I never learned how, um, but I fell in love with the sound of the guitar, and I could hear that. You know, I need to ask you this because I know that you play the guitar. What is it about the guitar that, you know, that uh, you love? What do you, What do you love about the guitar? Or why did you start playing the guitar? Why is that well, You know, why did you learn how to play the guitar? What What is it about the guitar that you love?
3: Um, I guess the first thing as to why I play the guitar was. When I started listening to music that wasn't pop music or wasn't what was being played on the radio, it was to bands like Pearl Jam and uh, Soundgarden and oh. these, the, the new, um, the Seattle grunge bands. And of course, they're all guitar bands. Yeah. So straight away, if I wanted to relate to that kind of music as a musician, uh, my choices were yeah. kind of guitar, bass or drums, um, certainly there's no way uh there's there's no way my parents would have let me have a drum kit um, in the house so the guitar being the smallest instrument was probably quite a good choice um but also you know guitars tend to be um tend to be around all over the place you know you go to someone's house even if they don't play often they'll have a guitar so they're kind of a bit more ubiquitous but in terms of the actual playing i really love the fact that they're mobile once you're holding them you're not stuck in a certain position so if you're a drummer you're obviously stuck at the back of the stage, generally, if you're a keyboard player, behind the keys, et cetera. With a the guitar, you can tend to move around, which I really liked. Um, and that extends to the fact that if you're in a car and you've got a little guitar, you can play the guitar in a car. If it's an acoustic, you don't need amplification. So it's a very mobile, um, practical instrument in that sense. And um, also from a sort of slightly more quote unquote technical aspect, um, I found the guitar to be quite easy because once you learn a few basics, you can kind of slide your hand up and down the neck and play those basics in different keys. And I don't know if for the listeners who aren't, uh, forgive me, who don't know too much about music, um, there's only a a finite amount of keys, kind of 11 keys really. Um, And any song, any given song is in one of those particular keys. And if you learn to play a certain pattern, a couple of patterns on the guitar, you can pretty much play along to any song just by moving your hand up or down before you start. Um, whereas I found with other instruments, you've kind of got to have a, a, a much more wider theory and technical knowledge of the instrument before you can jam around with so many songs. So from that point of view, um, you know, I, I found it to be a really huge, cool and practical instrument. And I guess being a teenager when I started playing, I also thought that you know I might be able to get some chicks out of it because chicks dig the guitar. Never happened, <laughs> but you know that was that was I guess part of the attraction oh okay let me
2: even let me even say this you know when I started pushing out the banners they get so you know some of the ladies are like oh my god he's so hot and I'm like I know we're about to dash the hopes of a lot of people because we don't know that you're married <laughs> so <laughs> but you know you know a lot of people like oh my god he's so good looking he's so hot and they wanted, wanted to listen to the show and and the guys, the guys are like, Oh, is he related to Michael Bolton, look at all that and I'm like, What's wrong with this, <laughs> this people? <laughs> but I mean the, the, you know, so I mean a lot of are going crazy about like oh, oh my God, you know, and we're gonna listen to the show and it's funny that the are never trying to mess things up. But don't worry about this. Um we're we're still gonna have so much um but I was gonna ask you this. Still. Um, you know, you you let let's talk about your writing. You know, that's And that that's an area that I'm very passionate about, you know, myself. Um, I know that you you know you write a blog, um, a Sunday blog, right? Okay, so tell me about tell me about you know your your writing, basically. Um, So on that side of
3: things, again, it's all it's all kind of connected to my love of of storytelling on the one hand, um, from the creative standpoint, and then on trying to um, inspire people to. To progress themselves, on the other hand. And that's not because I've got any great skill or ability or um, have achieved anything that I say to people, hey, look at me, I can do this, so you can do it. It's more a case of sometimes we, as people, we know what we should do or we have an idea of what we should do or we have an idea of something, but it's only when somebody says something in a slightly different way. It could be exactly the same thing, but it just Mm -hmm. triggers that little moment of that aha moment where you then act on that knowledge you know you for example you know you should probably eat quite healthily or you know you should get good sleep or what have you Um, and sometimes you don't do that and then somebody says something in a slightly different way and you go oh wow I didn't really think of it like that I'm going to eat better or I'm going to sleep better or whatever it might be so none of my ideas are I think particularly original there's you know there's been billions of us on this planet for thousands of years and I think anything that's been said has probably already been said but at the same time in someone's life they might not have recently been exposed to such an idea or they might not have thought something yeah. that sort of way. So what I try and do is just write from, again, from my experience and from my heart and what I believe in, um, but more hoping that perhaps somebody reads it just at that one opportunistic point where they happen to be at that journey and juncture of their life when that particular thing said in that particular way yeah. might jog them to go, oh, cool, I didn't really think of that and have their own aha moment. And then hopefully, you know, they'll go and do their own research and find far better writers than I, who've expressed the ideas in in far more depth and in far better ways. Um, So I write that particular style of post, for want of a better word, an inspirational post. I do that every Sunday. Um, And I try and make it a bit of a habit because if I I noticed that I I love writing and I I love writing stories, but I haven't put too much time aside for writing stories recently, because I've been focused on the music and the, the filmmaking. And by doing the blog post every Sunday, it gives me the opportunity to kind of exercise a little bit um uh, my, my craft and try and learn a bit and my skill, have that satisfaction mm-hmm. of writing something but not have the pressure that I need to do a story or I need to write a book or a short story or a novel or whatever. Um, and generally speaking, you know, it doesn't take too long, so it's something that I can keep with regularity. But the most amazing thing, which mm-hmm. is what really keeps me doing it, um, is when people respond and drop me a comment or, you know, just say, oh, this is really good. I, I got something out of it. And no matter how small or big it is that they got out of it, that is 100% motivating to say, well, that's fantastic. That is entirely what it's, you know, what I hoped, what I dreamt out of it. But the fact that, you know, somebody in Australia or um, America or Nigeria um, or anywhere in the world can be reading it and and benefiting from it, is is just to me fantastic.
2: Okay, let's talk about your fiction book because I know you have a book, right? You have a book, you have a book out. Uh, you have a book on on Amazon, right? Mm. It's a right.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. it's so a book it's of short stories. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. What is it called? What is it called? Because I'm going to look for it right after I'm done with the show. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> it's it's called. Um, It's called From the Amazon to Mars, uh, I think, then in four short stories. Um, And they are entirely unrelated stories. Um, One of them is set in the Amazon. One of them is obviously set on Mars. Um, Very, very, very short stories. And this was, again, kind of harking back to what I was saying about the video, um, this was just me really just trying to learn how to do something. In this case, it was... um, it was how to put together a book and put it on Amazon. And there's nothing special mm-hmm. about that. Anyone can do it. Um, and mm-hmm. I realized if I was gonna wait until I actually finished one of my novels, I've, I've got a few novels that I've been writing over the years. Um, none of them are finished. One of them, I was considering finishing soon if I put time to it, but I started it probably about 15 or 20 years ago, how about 15 years ago, I think. So, you know, it's, it's a long, it's a long mm-hmm. thing coming and it's not even that great. Mm-hmm. But um, nonetheless, the these short stories was just like, okay, you know what? I can put a few of these together um, more quickly than I can a novel. And then I can do this, run this kind of experiment and see if I can put together a book, find a cover, put it on Amazon. And once I've done it once, then it's like, okay, cool. Now I've realized what the challenges are. And now I can, when I do it again, I can look to improve upon it. And so it's just really doing baby steps, you know, and my first EP was very much my music, my first music EP uh, was very much the same thing it was just trying to learn all of these things really are learning experiences for me as well as being able to get Mm. stories out there in some form or fashion Mm.
2: Okay Okay, you know what, Uh, how about uh, if you're listening, this is still The Naked Talk with Alex and I've been talking with uh, chatting with uh, my guest on the show uh, and he's been such a gracious he's so gracious it's like you know, very understated all through the network uh, drama, and um, I played you know a couple of songs. I think the first one I played was
1: uh,
2: Pride and you and the second was Leading Like You Do. How about we take um, a quick commercial break and we'll be back. you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji from timid It Girl to Confident Woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you curse. but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. Um, Romeo Crow, um, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting the uh, the video for this song. Um, hi, Romeo. Hey. Hi. Hi. Okay. I thought the I'm video it. for this song was pretty inter- interesting. I mean, I think you shot that while you were traveling, right? Yes. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Hello? Yep.
2: Okay. So I, you're a big fan of traveling, obviously. I can tell. You know. Just- yes.
3: Um, yes, very much.
2: So, what was it like trying to, you know, just record that, you know, the video for this song?
3: Um, well, that was a, that was a lot of fun because that was um, that was uh, the the videos that I'd done before that. I'd done, I think, four or five videos before that, and they were two songs that I call soundtrack songs. And so, those the soundtrack mm-hmm. songs were basically songs that I wrote um, inspired by particular films. I was writing mm-hmm. the song, and then I found a film that really attached to it. And then what I'd do is I would edit a video for that song from footage from the film. So it was almost like a trailer or, or a song for a film. And again, those were to those were challenges in their own right to see if I could write in that way and edit in that way. But then it got to, I did a few of those and they were really cool and the, the footage looked great because it was filmed by people with millions and millions of dollars and know-how and they knew what they were doing. And I thought, well, now it's kind of time I probably actually recorded one of my own. And so I decided to do one for shoes And in typical fashion, I was trying to think up ways of shooting it, all these technical and clever things, and realised that they are way beyond my time and my budget. And I realised I was actually just procrastinating. And I needed to go back to the idea of do what you can with what you have right now. And what I had right then was travelling to see my in-laws in Italy. And I thought, well, i tell you what, shoes and that journey might kind of go together. So I can't lose anything if I just film it and see what happens. (laughs) So... I had um, I had my suitcase, uh, the, the, the suitcase for the family, this big, big suitcase for my wife, myself, and my daughter, our daughter. And um, my wife and uh, our daughter, Mina, were going to meet me later. So I had this big suitcase. I had this big travel cot, this really heavy, big, wide travel cot to take me this to Italy. And I'm dragging it with my left hand. And in my right hand, I'm holding this mobile phone, trying to film the journey. And I'm just getting strange looks from everybody, like, why is this dude running down the street to the bus stop? Clutching a mobile phone, shaking it about <laughs> all over the place. Um, but and, and that particular journey ended up. Um, we I think we missed a couple of things. Anyway, it, it's always quite a long journey, but I think that particular one ended up being about twelve hours. Um, usually it's about eight or nine hours to get oh, wow. to Naples. Um, and the whole oh, wow. time I'm clutching this this blooming camera. And um, we had to walk. At one point, we had to walk part through this kind of um slightly less desirable part of Naples. Um. And there are some kids there, up to no good, and they just. My wife's like, "Put the phone away, stop it." And I'm like, "I've got to keep filming, I've got to keep filming." She's like, "You're gonna get it stolen." I'm like, oh, "You're probably right, actually." Um, so poor, yeah, poor guys. So we dragged them around, and um, and then I filmed it all, and then when I got home, you know, I, I kind of put it together, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not, you know, it's it's not gonna win me any awards, and it's certainly not Spielberg, but as a first a first ever kind of attempt at a video."
1: Yeah, it's
3: you know use it and and just put it out there and see what happens. And the really crazy thing was, I put it out on YouTube, um, which is which was my only plan. And at the time, I didn't really have. This is I think January, and I didn't I didn't really have any. Um, I didn't really have any subscribers on many subscribers on my YouTube. I certainly didn't have hardly anybody on my Facebook or my Twitter um, or anything like that. And I put it out. I was really happy because after about three weeks, a month, something like that. Um, I'd got um, about 800 views on it. And I was I was really happy, that I was far higher than anything I'd done before and I was really pl- really pleased. And then I was um, in a uh, a kind of workshop and somebody suggested, oh you should put your video on Facebook directly, not just share the YouTube link, but actually put, upload the video on Facebook um, for various different reasons why I won't bore you with. Um, so I thought, okay cool, let's see what happens. So I thought, well I'll put that one up there. Um, and within three days, I'd had over two thousand views, and it was oh, wow. which which for me was just phenomenal. I was blown away by two thousand views. I was like, "It's amazing." Um, and what I've since subsequently found out is it was a um, it because it got shared by the island that my wife's from that features in the video towards mm. the second half is an island called Ischia, and the video got shared on a sort of Ischia travel page or something on Facebook, mm. and the oh, video wow. just kept going round. Uh So much so actually that a newspaper the, the newspaper in Iskia contacted me and ran an interview with me like in the paper. It was amazing, but it was really crazy because and and the, the only reason I tell this story is to demonstrate the i the idea of do what you can with what you have right now, and now i 'm going to add a little bit to yeah. the end of it because you never know where it 's going to lead and I just yeah. had my mobile phone I filmed this video it was shaky, it was all over the place. And it was more, as I say, it was just an experiment for myself to see if I could do it. Okay, cool, that's another thing I've learned how to do. I've learned how to edit that together. And now each time I do something, I try and improve on that or learn something new. But what was amazing was the fact that it also showed me that if people dig what you're doing, they'll share it and you never know who might see it and where that might lead. And um, that was a really interesting experience for me. Um, And as I say, a great lesson to me and to anybody else listening. not to wait until you've got the right timing or the right equipment or the right knowledge or the right technique or the right anything, but start now with what you've got and then improve upon it in the future. But when you put stuff out there, stuff might happen with it. It might not, but if you don't put it out there, nothing will happen with it. And so that was a really cool exactly. lesson. Exactly. Oh, wow.
2: That that, that 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 That's true. That's very, very true. And it's funny how, you know, we just really, you know, share the same ideology about doing stuff. Like, for me, if I have, you know, if I got an idea, I just want to go after it, like, right there, then and then, you know. Because if I wait on it, I probably never will. Um, let me ask exactly. you this question. Though. This is really tricky. Um, between, in your family, between your wife and your daughter. <laughs> I, was
3: saying, I was I was hearing you so well then, and you said, this is going to be a tricky question. I thought, this sounds interesting, and then you disappeared. <laughs>
2: No, I was asking, between your wife and your daughter, who's your biggest uh-huh. fan? Which one of them is your biggest fan? Which
1: one of them is your biggest fan? <laughs> oh, that's, that's <laughs> an
3: impossible question. That's, that's, that's absolutely impossible. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess who enjoys, technically speaking... Who enjoys
1: your music better, yes?
3: Yeah? <laughs> well, I, I'm amazed to say that my wife still enjoys my music. I thought after these years of hearing me just droning and, and prattling on. But she's also um, fantastically and honestly critical she doesn't like something or she doesn't think something's particularly good she'll say it um and I really really like that because I don't want you know I don't want somebody to just go oh that's amazing just for the sake of saying it's amazing um and my daughter will happily tell me um tell me no stop stop daddy stop daddy play sit play you know so she'll rule the roost if I'm if I'm doing something she doesn't agree with um but at the same time it has been really cool that she had requested uh and has requested quite often, especially when I'm not here uh to watch some of my videos on youtube and that was really cool when my wife told me that I was like, all right, that's wicked so um but I think she's grown out of that now. I've been replaced by Pepper pig and um Masher and the bear <laughs> but it's a good looking pig I can't complain you know so. this is your my coven. there
2: know a lot of people. Are really impressed by what you do, and you seem to really inspire people. What, how, how would you describe your relationship with your fans? You know, with people who you know who like what you do. How do you, how do you interact with them? Do you get to interact with them? You know, how do you respond to them? You know, I just want to know what kind of relationship. Uh,
3: you have with the first your fans. thing that, first word that springs to mind um, is fortunate. I'm really, I really feel fortunate that that anybody cares about what I'm doing, um, and that that's just amazing to me. And then more than that i'm blown away by the fact that people want to interact with me they'll drop me messages on twitter on facebook emails and youtube and soundcloud and whatnot and i'm a big believer well firstly you know it it kind of i want people i want to inspire people i want to help people if possible i certainly want to entertain them and to my mind part of that is is if somebody i mean it's just politeness if somebody reaches out to you then in my mind you should do your absolute best to reply to them and to to speak to them because we're all you know we're all born the same we all die the same we're all the same we're we're normal people no one's special some people might have had lucky breaks quote unquote or they've worked very hard to get those breaks but we're all you know we're all just people and the people who in my limited experience the people who are very very successful um are the people who've managed to get both the opportunity and the mindset to see and take advantage of opportunities to develop their success Mm -hmm. and my mind the only difference between them and most of the rest of us Mm -hmm. is that not all of us have those opportunities and not all of us have the mindset at that time but we all have Mm -hmm. the potential to do that and so if so I'm, i'm just absolutely blown away every day people are Saying such nice things to me and wanting to interact with me online, so I do my absolute best to reply to every message i get um and it's you know well, it it' it's got i I get far more I, at the beginning of this year i didn't get you know i would get maybe one message a week if I was lucky and that was probably from my mum um you know just telling me to pick up my phone because I wasn't answering <laughs> but yeah. nowadays uh you know, <laughs> fast forward to six months and um yeah. and i'm i'm very blown away by the fact that I'm getting hundreds of messages a day and I'm replying to each and every one of them it takes an hour a couple hours maybe three hours if it's a really particularly busy day and there'll come a point where I might not be able to to reply to each message because if I did that I wouldn't spend any time doing anything else making new songs or videos but certainly at the moment while I can um, you know if people take the time to try and speak to me I definitely want to try and take the time to speak to them I think that's that's fantastic I mean that's that's how come we're speaking you know you, you you reached out to me having heard something online and if I didn't reply if I wasn't checking my messages or you know whatever then we wouldn't have spoken this wouldn't be happening and you know yeah I just think it's incredible that you're in Nigeria that people are listening from I don't know where that I've got people in New Zealand all over the world who are gonna connect and come together and what I s one last thing on this point, one thing that I've seen which is really, really cool, is that some of the people who have been interacting with me with more regularity are now interacting with each mm. other. So people are making new connections and new friends. Yeah. I'm just a stepping stone or a mm. catalyst in that. And to me, that's absolutely mm mind-blowing that's fantastic
2: yeah and I you know and I think that's really what networking really is about you know just connecting people together and you know thought leaders and everyone's coming you know shared common interests you know we get into you know network and you know like you said you know get together and I really do think that you're such an amazing artist you know it's funny I'm Nigerian I'm all the way in Africa you know, but I stumbled on your stuff I mean you know I'm not a singer i an, an actor, an actress, but, you know, just being here and still, I'm very eclectic when it comes to my taste in music, and just looking at the stuff that you had churned out, and then, again, again, the film part of it, the visual part of it, being a film person, and just seeing and looking at how creative you are with your work, I just thought I would share that with oh, everyone, and that's pretty lengthy a bit of stuff, you know, just even talking to you and knowing that, you know, I don't feel such alone, like alone in terms of my own values and ideas, you know, just you know that there are people, other people who feel the same way about being self-sufficient and about, mm-hmm. you know, just going after their own purpose, you know, because I think that's one of the most amazing things, like you having to be able to decide for yourself what you want to do with your gift and your talent and how you want to go about it if you wait for the right moment, I mean, there's no such thing as the perfect time, the perfect exactly. That perfect moment is right now. So if you're not doing anything about it right now, you probably never will, right? So, exactly. I, you know, it's just exactly. really amazing, you know, just chatting with you and um, having I all this, like,
1: um, amazing. The night is closing on me She's coming down to judge this city well, Maybe there's been some wrong to life. All of these lies I draw. No one's left me in. I only want to help you all get.
2: Oh, the guitar work gives me, like, I don't know, it gives me some chill. <laughs> like, what are you doing with the guitar? <laughs> uh-huh. just gives me, it gives me absolute chill. That was saying, The City by Romeo. And, you know, if you're listening, this is still The Naked Talk with Alex McCurdy. And it's been, it's really been um, a bumpy, it's been a bumpy show, but it's actually been interesting. Because, <laughs> you know, it's nice to talk with someone who's a real soldier. You know, somebody who totally understands what, you know, feels like to push the challenges and that's what this show is about really you know the Naked Talk is about having real empowering authentic conversations about real life experiences and how we can empower each other's minds you know how we can empower our minds so that's what you know the Naked Talk is about keeping it real it's about you know there is no no sugar quality telling it like it (laughs) is you know it's just <laughs> no bullshit, you know, just straight talk, you know, we just keep it real. So it's been really, really interesting just having Romeo on the show. He's been such a great sport, and we've talked about a lot of things, you know, from his career, you know, as a writer, as a singer, as a producer, um, as a filmmaker. And we talked about um, his little daughter, the pigs, the new pet and um, mm-hmm. we talked about quite a number of things. But let me ask you this, Romeo. We talked about mm-hmm. your fans. Is there, what is the craziest thing a fan has probably done to get your attention? Is there any, like, you know, and you know how fans can be sometimes, you know, what <laughs> like, you know, is there anything, <laughs> what um, craziest thing anyone has done to try to get your attention?
3: Um, I don't know, I've been, I, I don't know whether I've been fortunate or unfortunate. I can't decide which, but there hasn't been too much craziness. <laughs> I guess because um, a lot of what I'm doing is online um, rather than mm. in person and live. That's a clear. Um, obviously most of the things are, are confined to you know confined to the internet so it's very nice mm. some some people like to send me um you know flattering photos of themselves mm. um which is you know and somewhat revealing ones which is it's, I'm still a man after I all so it's very it's very it's very nice it's very pleasant <laughs> um but yeah no I'm um, I'm as i say I, I say fortunate or unfortunate I'm not sure but um you know, nothing too crazy uh, thus far
2: Oh, okay. We're thankful for that because I know how you know people can be, and trust me, I get some of those kind of really crazy messages. <laughs> so I was just curious. I kind of wanted to know.
3: Yeah, you get, I get uh, a few. Um, yeah, hello, oh, yes, hi. Yes. I'm here. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay.
2: Um. So let's talk about. I mean, you're very physically active. Like you know, um. I know you know a thing or two about martial arts. hello, oh, <laughs> so yeah. are
1: you there? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, why why do you why do you practice martial arts? Is it for exercise, is it for physical fitness, or is it for defence? What is it why why is it to protect yourself? I mean what's the idea behind, you know, um well you know really, the martial arts?
3: So I've been I've been practicing various martial arts um pretty much since I was um I guess six or seven. And certainly initially I think the idea behind the martial arts was um, so that my mother could have a break from my brother and I fighting at home by sending us to a class where we can fight there and somebody else oh. can clean up. Um, so <laughs> I, initially it was mostly just, um, I think, to give my mum a break. And then um, mm. over the years uh, my brother progressed and he stayed um, focused in the, in one discipline. Um, oh. And I was, I was fairly active until my mid-teens and then I discovered going out and drinking and that really took out of my... Um, discipline for doing martial arts but at the time it was all the martial arts was only really about uh keeping fit and healthy and active and um you know and and a bit and feeling fairly comfortable that i could defend myself if needs be um and then fast forward a bunch of years um and i hadn't really done anything i hadn't found any class or school or place that i could get to with regularity that i liked i tried a few different places and my wife and I had met and we moved in together and she had never done any martial arts and I had, for a very short period of time when I was living in a certain place, um, I had done a little bit of Tai Chi and I thought, oh, this, this could be something really good for us to do together because um, from what I understood of it, it would be quite a, an easy entrance into martial arts for my wife mm. um, and it was something mm-hmm. we could do together and blah, blah. And by complete coincidence or chance, we found that the nearest school was literally opposite our building. Um, where we lived and so um, obviously we thought well yeah we'll try there first and that was um, Mm. gosh I guess about six years ago Um, and we've been at that school ever since and what um, I've realised or what I've discovered now in this particular school with this particular teacher um, he's what I consider to be a a world class teacher and a world class martial artist Um, his name is Jeff Sutherland or Sifu Jeff Um, and he is If anybody wants to check out his school, um, it's jasma.org.uk, J-A-S-M-A.org.uk. And the reason I I say this and promote particularly him um, is because of the dedication that he has to, um, particularly to traditional Chinese martial arts, the preservation and the transmission Mm -hmm. of those arts. And he is known, literally known Mm -hmm. throughout the world. People know who he is, got videos on YouTube and as I say, he's a fantastic teacher. But what he... really instilled and what i didn't realize until we went to his school is how much more benefit you can get from martial arts when it's taught properly than just physical fitness and the ability to defend yourself which is what i more or less understood from martial arts in all the schools and classes that i had been up to before i joined his and since i've joined his um there's so much more i've i've learned about myself um, in terms of Things like discipline or um, self-control or um, psychologically, emotionally and what have you. And to put this in a sort of slightly different context, um, a few years ago before I focused full time on music and and doing the creative stuff, I used to work in an office and I had a um, a little team um, that worked underneath me and uh, I'd, I'd been there, I guess. Seven or eight years, um, you know, I'd been there for a while, and I'd had this team, and we'd been very successful and what have you. But I learned more about managing um, people and, um, and and business side of things actually from training martial arts.
2: It's subscription. Listen to the Naked Talk with
1: Alex Okorici.
4: So, if you would leave uh, if you were to leave a message for your fans, what would you say? you uh, thank you so much thank you thank you so much for being on the show Romeo I really really appreciate this and um, despite oh, the challenges so <laughs> it was really nice and I hope you come back someday on the show I hope you come back another time you know when we have better network <laughs> so we can oh, have oh, more then. fun oh, yeah, okay alright then you take you care you, you too, you too. alright then bye Okay. Um, well, it was um, pretty, 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 pretty. It was a long ride, you know. Uh, but it's nice, even off air. While I was talking to you know to Romier, I mean, he did he did commend me for keeping my cool, even though I was going out of my mind. Well, this is still the naked talk with Alex Okorji. and as always, it is one place where we keep it real. We tell like it is. Everything here is unscripted, totally uncensored. <laughs> All the drama you get to feel it, you get to see it firsthand. Um, tell like it is you know it's all about straight talk no bullshit uh well let's talk about the best in talk radio it's all about authentic conversations to empower your mind